0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Magnolia's First. To learn more, visit m1bc.org. I want to thank you guys for being here today. My name is Milt. I'm the executive pastor uh, here, and uh, Claiborne and I were talking over the weekend that we need to be more clear about who we are. You heard from Jesse last week. He is our Connections pastor, and I want to share a little bit more of his story uh, at the end today. But we are talking about what it means to be an ambassador of Christ. And, and Jesse defined what an ambassador is last week and how we, we live in these two kingdoms, but we've got to be able to, 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 to live in both. But then let our mission as an ambassador be, be the primary focus of our life. So, Scripture gives us, uh, in the New Testament, there's three or four word pictures, at least, of what a Christian is. We are sons and daughters of God. We are the bride of Christ. We are soldiers of God. And then we are ambassadors of Christ. And when you look at the first two, those are important because those are who you are. You are a son of God. You are the daughter of God. You are the bride of Christ. And if you, if you dig down into what that means, you have a special and unique relationship with the Lord. If, and then beyond that, that, that is your, your you know, who you are. But then we all have a role. And, and the role of the Christ follower we are ambassadors and we are soldiers. And I want to throw soldier in there because that is a word picture that we are giving. But what I want to show you today is that sometimes we want to be the soldier for Christ, but not the ambassador uh, for Christ. And there is a massive difference between the two. And we have to start out being uh, the ambassador. I'm going to scoot this out. It's going to make a terrible noise. <laughs> we all okay with that? <laughs> but uh, So, I want to read to you 2 Corinthians 5.20. Listen to this. It says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. And so what I want to talk about is for those of us, and really everything I just said is for those of us who have stepped across that, that line of faith. And so you know, each of us, if you're here today, you're on a journey of faith, and either, either you're on a journey to faith, where you're trying to figure God out, you're trying to figure out if this is for you and who God is, or you're on a journey of faith and you've, you've stepped across the line and you're moving forward. And so the line that we're talking about between uh, a journey to faith and of faith is that moment where you give yourself to him and then you become, as the role that you would follow, is an ambassador of Christ and a soldier of God. Ambassador is kind of a unique term. It means to represent it means to represent God. And also, if you go into the Greek, the word has, has an element of age involved. And so the, it's almost as if we are aspiring to be the perfect ambassador of Christ. Because an ambassador, by definition, It has this connotation of being an elder, not in like church position and things like that, but being an elder that someone can look to and see Christ in you. So that is the goal. That is what we we move towards. And so last week, Jesse defined it as this. An ambassador is an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign land. An ambassador is an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative uh, to a foreign land. And so we represent heaven. And I think one thing to always remember is that we are foreigners in this land, if you have stepped across that line of faith. Philippians 3.20 says it like this, we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we eagerly are waiting for him to return as our Savior. And so today what I want to look at is that, uh, that mission of the ambassador, and I want you to think it in terms like this. Here's, here's what I want your filter to be as we read Scripture today, and it is our big idea. But, but we as ambassadors, we do this. We, we build bridges rather than walls. We build bridges rather than walls. And we build it to those you know, who need to know our king. But but as an ambassador, we seek to build a bridge with other people, not to build a wall. And so we're gonna we're gonna flesh that out. If you if you have a copy of God's words, would you turn to Second Corinthians chapter five? We're gonna look at verses eleven through twenty. Uh, you might have it on your device, and that's good. I don't normally read a big chunk of Scripture, but I'm going to do that today. And so if, if you would, just out of respect for God's Word, would you stand while we read this? And I want you to hear what, what uh, Paul is telling us. Paul, the, the writer of this letter to the church in Corinth, he is telling us what an ambassador is. And we're building up to verse 20. Verse 20 is where it says... Uh, we are Christ ambassadors, but it begins with the word so, or therefore. And so everything I'm about to read is leading up to why we are ambassadors. So look at it with me. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us so you can answer to those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we're crazy, it's to bring glory to God. And if we're in our right minds, it's for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves, but instead they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought Christ merely from a human point of view become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling and Lord may they they fall on ears that do not hear what I say but hear what you have to say. Lord remove me from the equation and Father I pray that your word would come alive this morning. We praise you, we love you in Jesus name. Amen. So. As we build bridges and not walls, we are ambassadors. And the first thing you have to do is take, uh, and maybe I'm speaking to myself, but I have to take what I think of as an ambassador out of my mind. Because in reality, I want to be an ambassador for America somewhere else. Because everything I see on TV, I get to do whatever I want. You know, I get to speed. I get to, you know, Break laws, and then someone just says, "Hey, Mil, no problem, man. Do whatever you got to do. You're an ambassador for an America." In in Christ terms, it's way different because we're. It, it, it's not as it's glamorized on the TV for that you know self promotion and entitlement. It, it's so much different because we are coming with the authority of God, and then the message. Of God, And so we're totally representing Him. And one thing I'm hoping that that we'll grab from today is that it is a second-by-second, moment-by-moment. It doesn't happen in this room only. It doesn't happen in your home only. It happens literally everywhere we go. And, And there is no doubt in my mind that whoever you are and whatever you do, if you have received Christ, if you have taken that step of faith, and you're on that journey of faith with him, then he has uniquely placed you wherever you are so that he can represent himself to those that you have influence over. And that is a huge, huge responsibility. And and a lot of it depends on who you are and what you are. And and in that moment, being an ambassador of Christ has to be your primary, primary goal over any other label that you would have uh, on you. And so, Here's the challenge, and I want you to think about this tremendously, because ambassadors, we build bridges. And so just as kind of a self-check, and I'm going to be honest with you, I do not pass this all the time, and so I don't stand up here saying that, that I've got it worked out. But in general, I want to ask you this very probing question. I am talking to Christ followers right now. As a Christ follower, are you known more for what you are against? Or are you known more for what you stand for? In Scripture, there's a, a lot of, you know, criteria of how to live your life and things like that. But, but as a Christ follower, are, are you known more for what you're against? You know what I mean by that? Like, people know that you're against... I mean, you know the, the old... Uh, the old Baptist saying, you heard of the Be No Baptist Church? Jesse, you've heard of the Be No Baptist Church. No? Be no drinking, be no smoking, be no dancing, be no card playing, you know, be no dominoes. And let me tell you what, if that were true, this room is on fire because uh, student But anyway, the, the, the problem is, and, and a lot of our, of, our, of our history, not just the Baptist Church, but a lot of our history is only being known for what we're against. And the reality is we have to be known, stand up for what you're against. I'm not saying that, but we have to be known for what we're for. Go and scrub your, your social media. Go take a look at it. Go look at your uh, editing question. I'm not, I'm not telling you to not stand up for stuff, but how are you known? Are you known for Jesus Christ? Are you known for what you are for? There's a time to be a soldier, but you're always an ambassador. You cannot give that up. If you're known for what you're against, then you might be putting up some walls. An ambassador, good quote here, an ambassador is not in the foreign country to gain power or control for himself. Think about that. An ambassador is not in the foreign country to gain power or control for himself or herself, but to influence those around him or her for his land. And so, as a Christ follower, we are here not to gain power, not to gain influence, but to represent Christ, whom we serve. I want to pause right here and and make just kind of a stop. We're about to go into the scripture, and I'm hoping that we'll glean what it means to be an ambassador. And so what that means is, is that the Scripture is going to show us how we are to act, how we are to behave, and some key qualities uh, in our lives, some character traits. And what becomes very important about that is that sometimes we have misrepresented that to other people. And so here's who I'm talking to right now. If, if you are here and Christ has been me- misrepresented to you, and, and, and you could be anywhere from a child student to adult to senior adult. And maybe you're just hanging on to, you know, I'll do the church thing, I'll come and I'll do. But in reality, man, I don't want any part of what so-and-so has. And so what I'm asking you to do today, if you are one that is still kind of keeping following Christ at arm's length, I'm asking you to drop what you've seen maybe in an example in your life of a, a, a bad, bad father, bad mother, bad whatever, bad aunt, that, that has represented Christ in the wrong way to you, and then let the Scripture speak and understand how we are all supposed to respond and to behave as Christ. So, so let that be. In fact, after, after this service, if, if that's you, you're not a Christ follower, you've never taken that, that step of faith, I'd love to speak with you. Uh, some of us will be up here. Jesse will be up here. Claren will be up here, hopefully. And uh, I say hopefully because he gets caught with all sorts of stuff. But uh, it, come on up here, and we'd love to talk with you more uh, about that and just what it means. And so turn your Bibles, look at verse 11. And, uh, and, and this, this is going to be what we're looking at is the character of, a, of, a, of an ambassador that will build a bridge And not a wall. And so let's go. I'll go quickly, I promise. But it says, verse 11, Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Because we understand our fearful responsibility, and so we know the responsibility that we have. Because of that, we work hard to persuade others. Here's what I want to show you in this verse. I want you to see what we are persuading people to. Because you can easily become just a soldier in this and only shouting what you're against because your goal is to persuade others of what you believe and where they are messing up. But as Paul is saying, we're, we're building a bridge. We're not putting up walls in this. Look closely at what Paul is saying we're persuading people to. He says, we work hard to persuade Others. Don't get me wrong, the message of Christ is definitely in this, but listen to where he focuses. He says, God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. And so when you read that word persuade, understand that, that Paul is telling us you're not to persuade others just into your belief system but you're really persuading others of your own integrity and sincerity. Think of the huge difference that makes. If if we're passionate about just getting our message across, that's one thing. But Paul says, okay, be passionate about that. But he says, I am persuading others to know that I have integrity, that I have sincerity, I have a sincere heart about it. If you're ever, uh, I'm not going to ask who a salesman is, and I'm just going to look at the ground so I don't offend anybody. But, uh, but you know, salesmen, they will tend to, to mirror your personality to, to gain your influence, right? If you're a salesman you didn't know that, you need to try it. It works, okay? But, uh, but I, uh, during the pandemic, I did a lot of Zoom things, and I avoid every sales call I possibly can. But this is this one that we're developing a relationship with. Uh, I was actually an architect. And uh, I, I had a Zoom call one day, and, and my office, when I originally had that Zoom call, I changed it because of this moment. But uh, my office, it looked like it stepped right out of the 1960s. I mean, it was bad. I, I had every book I'd ever collected in my life, you know, that I hadn't read a third of them. But uh, that was a lie. I hadn't read quarter of them an eighth of them but anyway so bookshelves all that and this dude he had you know guitars in his background you know you've all done this you've all put your cameras in the right place of the house where it represents you the best you know like I mean how many of you do it in your laundry room none of us right we do it in the place where it's good Uh, but anyway so he had this cool background all that I really didn't think anything of it three days later I have another call with the guy he is, he, he is sitting in an office, and I swear, he, I don't know if he built it. I don't know if he's got like different scenarios in his home to meet with people, but his background looked just like mine, and he even one-upped me. He had a Jesus loves me little thing up here in the back right over his head, and I was thinking oh my gosh, this guy just mirrored my personality to try and win me over. And then the worst fear I had is, oh my gosh, this is an architect that I'm interviewing, you know, for us. And he is going to build a Jesus Loves Me church, you know. I mean, this is going to be really, really bad. But that's what a salesman does they will morph into what you are to please you and to win you over. As an ambassador of Christ, you take the personality you have, you take the giftedness you have, and you be who you are, and you are sincere, you are authentic, and we persuade others. We do everything we can to make sure we are known for integrity. Scripture says we are to be above reproach, meaning there there is nothing in my life that if there is an accusation against me, guess what? Somebody's going to defend me because I've lived above reproach. If there's an accusation, I hope people will stand, you know, for me. But, you know, someone who doesn't live above reproach, when the accusation comes, guess what happens? Everybody goes, you know that makes a lot of sense. Never actually seen him do that, but... I think you could. Above reproach means that someone's going to defend you, and they're going to say, no, I haven't seen any ounce of that. Way far away. Our integrity and our sincerity. Integrity builds walls. Insincerity sincerity builds bridges. Look at verse 12. We are commending ourselves to you again. No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. This one intrigued me. I had never read that passage in the New Living Translation, and the New Living Translation uses, uh, uh, so you can answer to those who brag about having a spectacular ministry. Let me read out of the New American Standard, and I want to show you a, uh, difference, because I was ready to call out the New Living Translation and say, you're wrong, you got it all wrong, but I, I want you to, to listen to the difference. Uh, this is New American Standard. We are not, again, commending ourselves to you, but are giving you an occasion to be proud of us, that you may have an answer for those who take pride in appearance and not in heart. The key difference in that and, uh, and the reason I read New American Standard, just a short Bible study, t- it is a word-for-word word translation and makes no attempt at interpretation. Uh, New Living will, NIV will, and most of the others will. But this is, and, and, and hence, you get a lot more understanding from those. But uh, I thought it was interesting that this one just said pride in appearance, and New Living Translation said uh, a spectacular ministry. And I thought about that, and... And I was like, why, why, why did New Living go to ministry? And I think it has to do with the ambassador side of it. Because Paul is not just talking about himself. He's talking about all of us. If you are an ambassador of Christ, you have a ministry. And, and that is to represent him. And so you are to gain influence where you are for the sake of Christ. Not for the sake of your job, not for the sake of, of any other hat or label you have, but, but you are to gain influence for the sake of Christ. And being an ambassador becomes the utmost priority that, that many of you know, that when you put that out there first, there's times where it will affect, it will absolutely affect your profession. It will absolutely affect your friendships because you have put your faith First, but that is what we are called to do. And, and New Living Translation says spectacular ministry. And so I thought about that because when I saw that, it made me think, well, well, that is just church. You know, it's just church like this. But, but in reality, it, it, it's, it's for all of us. And so I think saying spectacular ministry is important because we each have a ministry. It's not just being the, as the New American Standard put it, just being known you know? It's, it's that ministry. Let me give you a, and, and Jesse and I were talking about this on the way to lunch the other day, that uh, ministry is a very, very interesting thing, and church is a very interesting thing. And I've, I've known this and learned this, and you hear this a lot in leadership uh, things uh, for pastors, but in a church, you can build a crowd and a big church with two of three things. There's a lot of things involved, but if you have two of these three things, there's a good chance you can build a crowd and you can build influence. And those three things are money, charisma, and Holy Spirit. And I want you to think about that for a bit because you can build a crowd and an excellent ministry based on just two of those things. Money, charisma, Holy Spirit. And what that means is, and it's very true, many of you have seen it, you can build a crowd and a ministry in the name of the Lord on only money and charisma. It won't last, it will crumble, don't get me wrong, but you can do it. It is sad to think that you can leave the Holy Spirit out of the equation. Now, I want to take that, that personal And that's where Jess and I were kind of wrestling with this a little bit. Um, For us, we each have a ministry, and so we are seeking to gain influence in others for Christ. We can do it with two of three things. You can gain influence in your life with resources, personality, Holy Spirit. And so, think of the influences that you have around you and have you built influence without the Holy Spirit as an ambassador of Christ you have to include the Holy Spirit you can do it with all three you know the other two things aren't bad but the scary thought is that you can be successful without the Holy Spirit for a season listen to me clearly it will fall without the Holy Spirit. But in your own life, are you gathering influence without the Holy Spirit, without prayer, w- without, without purpose? If you do not have the Holy Spirit, you do not have purpose in what you're doing. And so the, it's almost like you have gained a sphere of influence, and then secondarily you decide, I want to win these folks over for the Lord. I want them to know what it means to be a Christ follower. So you have to include the Holy Spirit. And so the the answer for this one is is humility, that sincere heart. Integrity, sincerity, humility, and a sincere heart. Verse 13 says, it seems we are crazy, <laughs> or if it seems we are crazy, it's to bring glory to God. And if we're in our right minds, it is for your benefit. In reality, being an ambassador of Christ, you're going to look crazy to the world. They're going to think you're crazy by the way you spend your time. They're going to think you're crazy by the way you spend your resources. And they're probably going to think you're crazy by the people who you hang around the most. But you have to decide, what is my mission? Why am I building influence? And what are we going to do with it? There's a third one. This next one It is is the pinnacle of what we need, and we talk about it a lot in here. But but, but this this next one will truly reveal if you are an ambassador of Christ, Uh, and the word is love. Verse 14, either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Uh, Christ's love controls us. We actually had an overlap a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. We talked about this same verse. And we talked about because Christ's love controls us, it limits our options. And it does. But I want to go a little bit deeper in that and look at what the word uh, controls mean. What, what control means is it holds together. And so, so Christ's love holds us together. If, if you are firm and your understanding and belief of Christ's love, then it holds you together so that when, uh, when any curveball comes your way, there's, there's, it's not a shattering moment because Christ's love holds you. You've got a firm belief in the love of Christ. Some of you have figured out that I brought the door handle to my vehicle here and you're wondering why. That's pretty stupid. But... Uh, Michelle and I, real quick, we, uh, we had been looking for a car. I don't know if you've shopped for a car right now. Everybody should sell their cars because they're worth 50% more. Problem is you need a bike after that because there's nothing to buy, it's like houses. But, uh, but we needed a little bit bigger car. She drove uh, a little sports car and it was really low, we wanted to get her parents in it, yada, yada, yada. But so we wanted to get into an Explorer. We started driving Explorers and, and man, they were expensive you know, and they, they still had, you know, 70,000 miles on them and things like that, and, and we're way over 30. And, and one thing Michelle and I do, I'm not bragging, we don't, we're not perfect, but when we make a major financial decision and a vehicle to us is that we pray, and, and it's usually on the way, and, and our prayer is very simple. It is very simple, and, and one of us will pray it, and we just stop as we're driving to where we're going, and we say, Lord, Show us if this is the car for us. And if it's not, give us the most sick feeling we could ever feel. And, and, and he's done it for, for years. He has done it. And uh, we, we drove two different Explorers, and they, uh, uh, eh, you know, but, but the financial commitment was huge. And so we just prayed about it a little bit more. You know, maybe it's just the wrong time, you know, whatever. But, uh, but we really felt led. And so the Lord kept on showing this one vehicle back to us. And uh, a lot of miles on it, older than the car that we were trading in. 150,000 miles and older than the car we were trading in. But you know what? We could pay cash for it. Sell the other car, pay cash. We're good. We've got a little bit of money to fix it up. We're in a bigger car. It's nice. And so prayed about that. Went and drove. Long story short, showed up in this guy's driveway. And uh, opened the car, and I don't know, maybe it was a gimmick, but, uh, but Christian music was on. And that's kind of a sell for me, you know? I mean, like, if you want to sell me something, put Christian music on, I'll probably buy it. But, uh, but no, we started talking with the guy, and he was in missions. And so then he just gave us, he said, go drive it around. We drove it. And uh, he, he does a lot of mission work for, for his church up on uh, 1488. But uh, drove it around. I said, Michelle, what do you think? She goes, I, I kind of like it. You know, I'm like, I do too. it. it it's got way more miles than these other cars. It's older, but it really drives just as good. It's got more features, you know. And so I said, you know, I have a little bit of a hesitance, but I think it's just fear of it breaking down. But, but I feel good about it. And so we got back, and the guy said, hey, you want, you know, take it to a mechanic? And I'm like, eh, I feel good, you know. So we met the next day, we bought it. And we just had this incredible peace that we bought the car God wanted. Well, two days later... Michelle, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Michelle walks in. Hey, what's up? She goes, uh, the door handle to the Explorer came off in my hands. I had to climb through the passenger seat to get back in the car. I'm like, but, but here was the, ma- the reason for the story. Here was the major difference. You know what our response was? We laughed. Because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God said, it's okay. Whatever happens to that car, whatever goes on, I really don't care. You know, and I told Michelle, I said, man, I know that guy didn't know about it. You know, I promise you I'm not gonna find a piece of gum. Sure enough, I took it off, fresh break. There was no super glue in there. And uh, yes, I did check. Don't blame me for that. But uh, I, I just that confidence in God. If you wanna be an ambassador of Christ, his love, Has got to control you. His love has got to be what holds you together. Because all of you will tell me that curveballs are gonna come our way. But guess what? If you have a confidence in the love of God, a true confidence, then yes, you gotta go through those moments, but you can laugh it off because you know that, you know what? God is doing a work here, He's still provided. He's still pointing me in this direction, and I am just following him. The rest of the passage talks about how Christ's love, it controls us, and then it does limit our options. I'm going to go a little bit fast. You can put the words on the screen. Verse 15, he says, we no longer live for self. No longer live for self. He said, either way, Christ's love controls us. It holds us together. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Christ's love is complete control of my life. And as a result, as a result, I no longer live for self. I'm a new person. There's another way it limits us. I can't look at people the way I used to. It's like the playing field has been leveled. Uh can't have prejudices. The scripture says I I can't evaluate people uh, from a human point of view. I have to evaluate them from Christ's point of view. And sometimes that's lostness. Sometimes they're in despair. And it doesn't matter who they are, the playing field has been leveled. And so whatever my own prejudices are, and I really hope there's none, but whatever they are, I got to see them as Jesus sees them. And I can't hold things against them. i got to build a bridge with them. And I no longer have the right, because of Christ's love that is controlling me, I no longer have the right to judge people based on where they are. And then we do this. We share that message. We share that message. And I'm going to go to verse 19. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation therefore we are ambassadors of christ so know who you are you're a son and daughter of christ you're a bride of christ and then know your mission we're soldiers but we're ambassadors and we represent and we represent him with that love we represent him with that integrity we represent him with that humility and god is going to place you think i have a quote on the screen god places his ambassadors in specific places at specific times for specific purposes and uh, I mentioned Pastor Jesse, and, uh, and, and we hope those of you that are kind of new want get you to know us, but uh, Pastor Jesse, we've been friends for 20, how many years? 20-something years, stuff like that, but uh, served together here at this church. And, and God has called him out of here to go to New Mexico. And, and a part of that is that he and his wife just have a burden in their heart, and it's going to be really hard to leave this place, and it just shows their following of Christ But they're going to go be ambassadors for Christ. The 20 years they've invested in here, they're going to go start a new work in uh, New Mexico, and we are going to be all over that. In fact, already uh, people have given over $80,000 to it outside of the regular budget that's gonna support it. We've got commitments way more than that. And then we're just going to be, they're gonna allow us to be their sending church and we are going to support them, which means this room is gonna step up because we're gonna to go to Mexico and we're gonna support them being an ambassador. But here's the deal. We have to be ambassadors right next door at home. Before we're ever of value to go to New Mexico. And that's what this couple has modeled. They've been ambassadors right here. And they're going to take that and take that far away. But God is asking you to do it right here. And so you're going to get to be a part. I'm going to be able to, get to be a part of a wonderful work that God is going to do. And uh, we'll talk more about that. September 13th is a big day here. Uh, we're going to celebrate that. We'll be talking about that. But uh, just kind of gear up in your minds. I'm going to ask some of you men to kind of bank up some vacation. You know what I'm saying? Bank up a little bit of vacation so you can go to New Mexico. And if you need us to call it vacation, we'll, what can we do to make it a vacation? We'll serve you cake, and you can call that vacation. We'll set up a slide. We'll do something. But no, for real, all kidding aside, and I'm not good at that. But uh, Oh can bank up some vacation, and let's go and let's support them. And that is what being an ambassador is, but first, 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 be an ambassador right here at home. Let me pray, Father, we love you, and Lord, we pray that you would help us just to follow you more and more and more. And Lord, just as a, as a next step that we always talk about, Lord, I think about I wrote down two things, Lord, that, that we need to always ask, what does love require of me? And we need to always ask ourselves, Lord, are we building a bridge or are we building a wall? And Lord, I pray that that would be prominent in our minds as we go throughout the week. Lord, as we speak to people, as we uh, just do our business, as we do our play, Lord, whatever, whatever our place is in life, Lord, I pray that we could ask those questions of what love requires of us, Lord, and then am I building a bridge or a wall with this person for your kingdom? Father, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.